You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today in the Give Your Life Away podcast and our epistle project, we come to 1 Corinthians 8, and the subject for the day actually takes up the whole chapter, all of 1 Corinthians 8. Paul is talking to the Corinthian church about food offered to idols, and in the very first verse, there will be some clear instruction that sets the tone for the rest of the chapter, and after I read the chapter, I want to go back to the first verse and show how this is something that we can uh, be mindful of today as 21st century Christians. 1 Corinthians 8. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possesses knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he, has, that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged, if his conscience is weak, to eat food offered to idols? And so, by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed." the brother for whom Christ died. Thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. You see there in verse 1, the priority to Paul is on Christian love. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possesses knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Here's the temptation. The more we know about what God wants and what God allows, the more that we can be tempted to to hang this over the head of a weak Christian and cause them to sin against their conscience. Here's what's happening here in Corinth. These There are a number of believers who know, who have this knowledge that an idol is simply a block of wood or a hunk of metal. So if you're, if someone is sacrificing meat to this hunk of metal, I can go take that meat right off the barbecue and eat it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no such thing as an idol. I can eat this meat and it's great. Now, some people, and this is this was true in Romans. We cover this in Romans too. The Holy Spirit has seen to it that we would have it in two different places in Scripture. Some people who are weak in conscience, have engaged in uh, this, have actually uh, prohibited themselves from eating meat that's offered to an idol. 
They think that if they, they eat that, somehow it's bringing them into idol worship, and they don't want to touch it. So when they even think about eating meat, their conscience is troubled. So what Paul's saying, and specifically he's talking to the, to the strong believer, or the one with knowledge, the one who knows they can eat meat and everything's fine with it. He's saying to the strong believer, you need to pursue love first and foremost. You could see a strong believer who knows his Christian liberties saying to a young believer, oh, come on, come on, Hank, you can eat that. There's nothing wrong with it. That idol's not anything. Go ahead and eat it. You're free in Christ. And as Hank goes and eats that piece of meat, he is troubled. He feels like he's sinning, even though he's not. He feels like he's sinning and he's going against his conscience. Paul is saying to the strong believer, do not try to get Hank to do that. To make another believer go against their conscience is risky. You, you never want to train another believer to, to stop listening to their conscience. The conscience is a gift from God to humanity. So he's saying to the strong believer, knowledge is not the most important thing in the world when it comes to Christian fellowship. Love is. Because love is going to seek to build up Hank. Love is going to seek to build up the weak believer. Knowledge just preaches at them. Okay, come on, that's fine, just do it. And can bring them into a, a sinful action in their own mind. Might not be sinful before the Lord, but their own mind, to their own mind it's sin. And therefore God would say, then don't do it. So what's, what strikes me here, and when I read this, what strikes me is the care at which we are to have with one another when it comes to the issue of Christian liberties. If someone, if another Christian is uncomfortable of doing something, then don't try to get them to do it. Don't try to tell them, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't do that. Let the Holy Spirit work on them. If five years from now, Hank says, you know what? I, I understand the scriptures more. I understand what Christ has freed me from. I understand the idols are nothing. I'm going to go ahead and eat this meat, and I, there's nothing uh, clouding my judgment about this. There's nothing in my conscience that troubles me. Then, great. More power to Hank. But if Hank is having trouble with his conscience... Don't, as another believer, try to teach him out of that. Just seek to love him. Seek to build him up. Don't, don't go and eat meat in front of Hank. Don't practice your Christian liberty in front of him in a way that makes him stumble. I guess if you want to kind of give this passage a final statement, it's look out for one another. Protect one another. That's a good word for us. We live in an individualistic society where we love to stand on our rights, do what we're allowed to do, and who cares what anyone else thinks? Not for the Christian. The Christian is constantly thinking about how his actions affect his brothers and sisters. And in that way, we are just like our Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.